Another week against one of our division rivals, an opportunity to right a wrong similar to what happened two weeks ago. And here to break it down to the man of the hour, Tyler Scott of the Tyler Scott Show. Good blocking on the perimeter, and that opens it up for Tyler Scott. He is back. How are you doing? How has your bye week been, and uh, how's everything going? I'm doing good. Doing good. Bye week was great. Great, uh, great week to re- recover, recuperate, um, rest, and just to mentally just kind of decompress for a little bit. Um, watch a little bit of football. You know, college football was interesting. You know, seeing you know a lot of different things shape out. You know, here over the weekend. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great bye week, and then uh, ready to to attack the week this week and get ready for for the Lions at home. You know, I mean, this is a, a a show about the Chicago Bears, but you being, you know, one year removed from college football, somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. like Michigan, I'm assuming. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. this. But, I mean, like, Michigan was going to get into the national championship picture. Obviously, sure. um, who was the other team? Uh, Washington was going to get into it. Texas, yeah. I, I suppose. What did you think? I mean, everybody else is talking about it, so I, I would love to get your opinion on this. <laughs> I mean, Alec, like, it's, it is ridiculous that mm-hmm. Alabama was put into the college football national championship game or playoff? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I think oh. on paper, on paper, I think, um, you know, Florida State had the right to, to, to definitely be there. Um, but I think when you look at history, um, you know, when you look at, you know, just Nick Saban, um, oh. and I think you too, you look at the reaction from Michigan, you know, when you know, the video that had been going viral about, you know, their, their reaction – yeah. Of uh, having to face Bama, um, that <laughs> kind of told me right there. Um, oh, you didn't want to, yeah. Right that they chose yeah. the right team because um, if they're you know feeling pretty good about Florida State, um, then I don't know competition. You know, maybe TCU might have messed that up for everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, the previous year, oh. you know, maybe um, you know. But you know, when you look at the reactions of you know uh, Michigan and when they had to face, nobody wanted to face Bama. You know, so. Yeah. Um, you know, so I feel like because of that reaction, just kind of look at the landscape of over the last couple of years, I think the committee made the right decision as far as putting the best four teams, um, into the college football playoff, but maybe on paper, um, and maybe even looking at their track record of not having an undefeated power five team, you know, make it in. I think they still, um, went with the best four teams at the end of the day to, to compete. Yeah, you're not old enough to remember this probably, but a a number of years ago when Colt Brennan was the quarterback of Hawaii, they were an undefeated. It's not a Power 5 conference, the Mountain West, of course, but they were an Mm -hmm. undefeated team, and they went to the Sugar Bowl to go play Georgia, and they lose by 110. Like, it was was an absolute, like, runaway TCU last season. So there is something to be said about that. I think, too, like, you look at their quarterback situation as well. Their quarterback gets hurt. Offense isn't looking so hot, you know, when, you know, the, the guy that's in there now, you know, have been, you know, starting the games or have been playing. Um, so I think that also weighed in the fact, I think if, uh, I think his name is Travis. Um, I, I think if he is healthy, I think there's probably maybe a little bit more of a legitimate shot that Florida State gets in over Bama. But I think that injury definitely played a part or a piece into it because, I mean, it's the quarterback um, of the team. I think maybe it's maybe another position. Maybe that's something that you overlook, but I think, um, that injury also has something to do with it as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I know that we often, you know, behind the scenes, we like to talk about, you know, media training and things like that. You had a very, uh, a very like good position on Alabama. I, I've never, I, you were the first one that ever echoed the whole thing of like, how, how upset is Michigan? And I guess mm-hmm. that is probably the right way to 
right way to look at it because you do you look at things on uh sportsman or not sportsmanship but you know things of that like it, it things of that nature uh yeah. it kind of tells you it is it is very telling I could I could launch into an AYSO story, but I'm not going to do that because we we are here to talk about the Chicago Bears, and I, yeah. I'm sure those fans who are coming in. The only reason oh, there's there's a reason why people are interested in Michigan, but we're not going to put you on the spot with that one. <laughs> Let's talk about Justin Fields. Uh, what was so? What do you guys do during the off week? Were you able to work out a little bit, or do you guys just fly the coop and we don't see you? It's like that scene in Armageddon where everybody just disappears, or were you out there working <laughs> around? What's happened? Yeah, I mean, I know everyone kind of has their own thing. I know guys are just looking to, you know, get away, um, get away from kind of just the facility, just just kind of get away from, you know, all the, um, just kind of all the stresses that the the season brings. Um, I know, you know, you're working out individually uh, for sure. You know, just making sure you're staying in shape, making sure you're running, working out things of that nature, so you don't get back and you know you're you're just out of the loop. But um, but yeah, I know guys are just trying to get away mentally and um, you know, get some sun, go somewhere warm. Um, you know, those type of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. I, I, cause I feel for, I mean, in some respects you're like, Hey, having a bye week at the end of the season is kind of nice because you know, then it's a nice push of the playoffs this week, the commanders and the Cardinals are on a bye week. It just feels like it's too long though. It feels like this needs to be a little bit more in the middle. Like it, it, it seems a little unfair to you guys. Cause it's such a grind uh, that it would have been nice yeah. to have a little bit of a break, but we're here now. It's given you an opportunity to look at the Detroit Lions, uh, a team that, let's be honest, um, could have been one that we had, but yeah. we've our history. But we've the trend for the Bears this season is that a division rival we've lost to, we've beaten the second time. Yeah, That's you can't argue against those facts, Tyler. Can't argue. That's can't a, argue. What do what are we looking for? What do we what do, how do we want to attack the Lions this week? Because I know last week we you know we talked about a lot of the screens and everything that Brian Flores is is doing, but. What is it going to be like going up against the Lions this week? Because despite the fact that they're the top of the NFC North right now, they've they've been vulnerable over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What's the preparation like going into this one? Yeah, um, I think, you know, especially down, you know, here in late in the season, just listening to a lot of the vets talk and speak, listening to kind of their perspective, them going through divisional um, rival games and just kind of going through long, you know, seasons and getting now towards the end of the season. Um, you know, really it's about who can be the most physical team and finish, um, mm. you know, who can be the most physical, who can finish at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's not like you're going to, um, you know, super deviate from, you know, who you are, you know, you've kind of established who you are throughout the season um, as far as just kind of play style and just kind of scheme and things of that nature. Yeah. You'll make, you know, tweaks here and there based off of things that you've seen, but for the most part, you know, you are who you are. Um, you know, so I think at the end of the day, it's who's going to be the most physical team and who can finish? Um, you know, you've seen that with, you know, Minnesota. You know, at the end of the day, it came down to, you know, who could finish? You know, who could finish that game? You know, we're super physical up front in the run game. Um, you know, even in, in all areas, you know, I think, you know, the defense just really stood out. And offensively, just with the run game, you know, we're top in the league as far as run game, uh, mm-hmm. run average, and as far as, you know, stopping a run. So I think, you know, we've, we've definitely stepped it up. And it seems like, you know, we've been the most physical team to step out there um you know since probably with the exception of probably the saints um i think we've we've been the most physical team and we expect to be the most physical team when we step out onto the field and so i think those two things you know who can be the most physical and who can finish um will ultimately show you who wants it more and we'll put that team over the hump 
It doesn't feel like it's a coincidence that there's been a marked improvement ever since the team went out and acquired Montez Sweat and then extended him, ensuring that he's going to be here for the long haul. Has he been has he been one of those guys who's been able to bring that extra physicality? Because when you look at guys like, you know, Gervin Dexter, a second round pick who comes in, he's been playing fantastic. Like he Mm -hmm. looks like the real deal. Do the two kind of go together? For sure. For sure. I mean, I don't think there's, you know, really too many coincidences, coincidences, um, you know, when you're talking about it. I mean, um, the film speak, speaks for itself. Uh, you know, he's showing up like he shows up on film, you know, so uh, I think it definitely works. You know, you got, you know, worrying about this guy, you know, he, you know, wreaking havoc on that side. Then you know, that's, that's going to free things up for everyone else. But I think it also just, you know, gets a mindset as well, you know, sets a mindset, a confidence level. Um, when, you know, you see your other teammate, you know, right beside you making plays, um, you want to make a play, you know, that much more. So um, I think it definitely trickles down from him um, to everyone else for sure. And I don't know how much time you get to get into the uh, defensive meeting rooms, but there was a play in that game against Minnesota where they had Yannick Ngakwe and Montez Sweat lined up on the same side. More of that. If you can just sneak into one of the buildings, like one of their meeting rooms, write that on a whiteboard. Sneak in there. Um, just stick it in there. Just, just a, a subliminal thing uh, to let them know because uh, that looked really enjoyable. Um, yeah. That was that was a cool part about it. But yeah, I love the way that the defense has been playing uh, sure. over the last couple of weeks. So it, it really has gone from something that like ah, it was a detriment for the team for a couple of years, but now slowly but surely, it looks like we're starting to get the pieces offensively. The teams, even th- despite the fact that you know we scored twelve points in the last game, still moving the ball up and down the field. Now you're going up against a team that you did have some success scoring against uh, the last time we played, but you know, and I, I don't want to go too much into it, but there's, this is, you know, obviously the, uh, the Detroit game did not work out well for you the very first time. And, and is this one a little bit more personal to you or is it just, you know, business as usual? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, anytime I get opportunity to step back onto the field, um, especially after a game like that, you know, I think, and I take it personal and then as well, knowing that I had a missed opportunity, you know, against a team like that who had been hot, um, a team that, you know, is looked at as one of the best teams in the league, you know, at least as far as record is concerned. Um, and, you know, I wasn't able to make the, you know, make some of the plays that I wanted to make, especially a key one there down the stretch. Um, you know, for sure, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, I just feel like I owe one back to the team. Um, mm. For sure, you know, just, you know, since that since that time and since that moment. And um, like I said, I'm confident, I'm confident, you know, that, uh, that I'll get that opportunity. And so, uh, like I said, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. So, um, no, definitely what you said is true. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I think this is a really uh, great opportunity to go out there and kind of build some momentum moving forward. And, you know, it's uh-huh. weird when you look at the NFC playoff picture right now, seven teams make the playoffs, obviously. Three teams from the NFC North, uh, if the playoffs were to start today, uh, three teams from the NFC North would be in the playoffs have you uh, have you have you noticed that? Is that something that kind of like stands out? Like, huh? That's not not really the way I thought it was going to go coming into this season. I mean, a little bit. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm just a little bit of aware, just kind of what's going on. I'm honestly not 100 percent sure of like how the you know like who has to beat who and like right. you know you don't you, the, you, you don't need to know the playoff tiebreakers, but you can see the graphic yeah. that they put up on the NFL yeah, no, network. All definitely, the time. definitely see the graphic of like teams that are in the hunt. Um, you know, teams that are, you know, the wild card position and, um, you know, just those type of things for sure. Um, just interesting to see how that, you know, shakes out, um, you know, each year. But, uh, you know, it's definitely interesting. 
I don't like the fact that the Packers are back in the mix. Like, what do we, and now, and now everybody's sitting there and like, I've got to get into Twitter flame wars with people. Cause it's every, like the, this, I think this shows you uh, how concerned the Packers are with just like, they can't do anything without their fans pulling just like what? Like we're, we're on a bye week We're not doing anything like J- Jordan love now has three games with three touchdowns, but blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, since October, uh, Justin Fields has two games with four touchdown passes. Uh, Jordan Love hasn't any in his entire four-year career. But we're not getting into that. Um, but does it motivate you? Because I know that we've talked about this, and we've said it a, a number of times, that we still have in mind the idea of going to the playoffs. And you know what? You see what the Packers have been able to do, turning it up, going, winning three consecutive games. The, the Vikings, you know, were down. They they, they looked like they weren't going to be competitive this season. They had won a bunch of games until we beat them. Yeah. Do you feel like this is really attainable? Because I know there's like, ah, there's coach speak. And, but you know when you truly believe it. But you have to feel that yeah. you, are, you are super close in this thing. Oh, definitely. I, you know, I mentioned, you know, on the last uh, podcast, you know, kind of what, you know, DJ – um, Mooney and I were kind of talking about before the Minnesota game, you know, we're kind of looking at kind of the playoff picture and things of that nature, but we're like, listen, we got to win this game. You know, we got to go out and win this game and then we'll see what happens from there. We went out, we got the job done. We won the game. And now it's truly just taking one game at a time. We see, we understand, we know, you know, the opportunity, you know, that's in front of us. And, um, you know, like I said, truly, I think the mindset um, has been understand to just truly take one game at a time and truly put all your focus and intention um, onto this next game, which is Detroit. And then from there, it's doing the same thing, you know, the next week. And then, like I said, you just got to put your best foot forward and, um, you know, see what happens from there. I remember when I was doing my preseason predictions, this was one of the most pivotal stretches right here. This three game stretch where it goes Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit. I know there's a bye week mixed in and I don't like the way the schedule makers do this. I wish there was a little bit more breathing room uh, in between these games, but it really does appear like there is an opportunity, you know, that, that the seventh seed in the playoffs right now, which I guess would be green Bay. Cause they knocked out the Rams who are also six and six. That's a two game. That's your two games back with a yeah. game against Detroit or excuse me, a game against Detroit and a game against Green Bay uh, at the end of the season. And I don't want to—I don't want to sit here and and talk too much mess uh, with your face next to me because this is clearly coming from me. But that's another thing that just—it just irks me because, like, I saw something today where they're like, "Oh, like Matt Lafleur is undefeated all time in December." And I'm like, "How is this?" And I'm like, "How is this possible?" Because they lost their. I'm like, "Oh yeah, last year when they lost their last game of the season, it was technically in January." This is this is the mental gymnastics the 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 media goes to just yeah. to make the Packers look good. Like even like Rich Eisen was out there. Like Jordan Love looks like another. I'm like stop it. I go Jordan Justin Fields had a back to back stretch with eight touchdown passes in two games. Nothing. Nobody said a word. Everybody buried their heads in the sand. And now Jordan Love has a couple of nice games. They're like, oh, look, it's Aaron Rodgers all over again. Okay, like, calm calm. And now they get to play, like, the Giants. I don't know how they ended up with an easier schedule, but they get the Giants and all these other, like, it's just, it's disgusting. But again, these are things that uh, can be settled on the field. But I do want, I want to know how you feel about this, though. Because Mm -hmm. uh, on the NFL Fantasy Live show on Tuesday, we do a thing. It's a projections of higher or lower. And so for DJ Moore, the projection was 14 fantasy points. And what that basically means is seven receptions, 
70 yards, five receptions, 90 yards, uh, one reception, 20 yards for t- whatever it is, like however you get there. Right. Our, our, Cynthia Freeland, who will be on the show this week, because she's a noted Lions fan, said that DJ Moore uh, was going to finish below that, was not going to reach that threshold. Whereas your friend, Adam Rank, who you've met in person, we're friends, said that DJ Moore will be the number one wide receiver of this week. Who's more likely to be correct in this one? Well, I'd probably have to go with Adam Rank. Okay, um, okay, good. Yeah, I'd probably have to go with Adam Rank. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think that's too much of a hard decision there. Um, no. I trust your, I trust your judgment, and um, I trust your, trust your expertise as well. So, um, I definitely go with you. You know, I do have to put a little bit of a uh, a mea culpa, a little disclaimer out there, and uh, and mm-hmm. if if this influences your decision, I will understand if you want to change okay. your mind. Last week uh, on that very same program. I went out there and I said that Brock Purdy was going to be the number one fantasy quarterback of the week. He finished half a point behind Geno Smith. So clearly I was wrong. So I don't know if that sways your decision in any way, but I I just wanted, I just want you to have all the information uh, before you completely have my back. Uh, Looking at the information. uh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you were transparent and open about that. Um, I'll still go with you. I'll oh, thank goodness. You. Um, you know, I when I look at the games play did the the Seahawks win? Yeah, close enough. To to certain to certain members of the population they did win, but <laughs> uh in the standings of the NFL they did not win that game. I, I, Brock Purdy played, played a great game. Um He was good. As, he, he was good. He was good. I, I mean, as far as the eye test that I've seen, um yeah. you know, I'd have to go with Brock Purdy in that. So I, I trust your judgment there. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I feel like I'm onto something here. I really do. I, I'm and, and no BS. And I, I really do think that DJ Moore, especially when Justin Fields is there, he has proven to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He gets all the targets, much to the detriment of my friend Tyler, who doesn't get as many targets. That's okay. As long as we're winning, as long as we're putting up points, I think that everybody is going to be copacetic. How is everybody health wise? How's the, how's the offensive line? I got to be honest with you. And I'm sure that we've talked about this before, but I I'm really starting to love the chippiness of the offensive line. Cause it feels like, like Tevin Jenkins is a person that you do not want to mess with. Like, mm-hmm. is it like that in real life? Like I'm, I'm sure he's a delight. He seems like a delightful human being, he is. but he also feels like you just don't, you don't want to cross this person. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely the perfect mix of, you know, especially off the field. He's got this, like, he's super funny, like super, yeah. like, you know, plays around all the time, super just, you know, he's such a cool guy. And then when he's on the field, like, you could see it. Like, I talk about, like, the silent film. Mm-hmm. Like, he shows up on the silent film. Like, you don't even have to hear um, any of the crowd, any of the pads. Like, you could just see it, you know, when you're watching, you know, the impact that he has. Um, I can distinctly just remember, like, all the different plays I've seen him where we've had a running back that was kind of, you know, kind of half up, you know, still fighting. And here comes 76, yeah. boom, you know, pushing a plow another five, six yards. And here comes everyone else leading the charge. And so, um, so yeah, I think, you know, I think that's definitely, you know, what you see. And it's, it's definitely true in person as well. Darnell Wright also kind of figures into that mix as well. And Braxton Jones getting after some people. And I love that they're not like allowing people to take extra liberties with the starting quarterback, which is a good thing. By yeah. the way, before uh, I want to remind everybody too, the game this week, Chicago playing host to the Detroit Lions. If you can't make it out to Soldier Field, the best place 
to watch the Bears game is Game Room Chicago. It features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop-a-shot, and so much more. And it has plenty of space to watch your favorite games with a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef Mari Katsumura's snack foods. There are beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and shareable signature cocktails. Game Room Chicago is the place to be on game day if you can't make yourself out to or make your way out to Soldier Field this weekend. You want to go tailgate and then make your way over to Game Room Chicago, uh, located in the historic Chicago Athletic Association Hotel right across the street there from Millennium Park. Yes, so I will be picking the Chicago Bears as the the wind or as the, as the sunlight starts to come through. I have a studio, Tyler, that is uh, it's much like old Wrigley Field before they put in the lights. It's all natural mm-hmm. lighting here. Okay. So when the sun in December, it starts coming in sideways. Uh, I'm picking you guys though. There's no, I feel like this is a continuation of what's what happened. I know that, you know, the, the final outcome, the last time that we played the lions was not what we wanted it to be, but I think there was something about the way that you bullied that squad, the time of possession. I think you guys got, I think you guys got it. You're going in the right direction. How do you feel about this one? No, definitely. Like I said, I mentioned before um, last week, like, that, like I said, those two losses I can distinctly remember of us, like, truly, like, man, this that one hurt, was the Green Bay week one and then mm-hmm. Detroit um, when we were there. Like, I remember, like I said, that feeling of walking away from that one. Like, <laughs> it, it was just, like, kind of just, like, an all distraught, just like, are you serious? Um, you know, and so I think, you know, now we really feel um, hungry about this one, um, especially we feel like we owe them. Like, I, I think, like, everyone, you could kind of feel that around the whole building. Yeah. Um, it's like we let, you know, Detroit, you know, slip away. Um, and I think they know that we were the better team in that in that game. And so um, you could definitely feel that, you know, throughout the whole um, locker room. Well, I love to hear that. I hope that you guys have a great week of practice moving forward. Again, I'm really confident. Tell DJ Moore that I got him at number one and uh, I need him to back me up on that one. Hey, listen, I'll if you win, I don't care. I don't care where he finishes, but just let, just let him know that I got his back. Thank you so much. Well, good luck this week. Thank you so much for stopping by, spending some time with the fans. It is always a pleasure uh, to talk to you. Uh, We will talk to you next week uh, after this win over the Detroit Lions. So for Tyler, I'm Adam. We will see you guys next week. And uh, go ahead and bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.